In this episode of the Explore Information Security Podcast, why communication and information security is important, part two. Welcome to the Explore Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be continuing our conversation with Claire Tills about why communication and information security is important. Um, Again, plugs for Claire are Claire Tills on Twitter, C-L-A-I-R-E-T-I-L-L-S. You can check out talks on YouTube. Uh, She's kind of all over the place there speaking a lot. Um, And then www.clairetills.com where she talks about communication. So if you want to improve it, I highly recommend that. Uh, Show notes also have a lot of the resources she recommends for improving your communication skills with a Z. Feedback is welcome at timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at timothydblock. The newsletter is available and sign-ups are uh, at each of the show notes. Um, again, something I want to start doing a little bit more, release pre-releasing episodes, uh, trying out different things, getting feedback, things like that. Would love for you to join. So show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash EIS forward slash 158 for this particular episode. Uh, In this part two, I started out by asking Claire, how important is it for the company to take security seriously as far as communication goes? So in terms of like communication success? Yeah. If you, the higher level support you can get, the better off you're going to be. So if your company has decided, you know, for 2018, one of our priorities is security, you are golden (laughs) pretty much because you're always deferring to that higher authority of the CEO or the board or whoever's in charge has decided this is our priority. If it's not that, if security itself hasn't been made a priority, you can find other ways to make security seem like one of the priorities. So if the priority is focused around revenue generation, that can be a little difficult for security because typically security is ancillary to revenue generation. It's more about reducing risk. So you might have to do a little bit more calculus to show, okay, well, by implementing this security control, we can protect the revenue we're generating elsewhere. We can protect our reputation, which is how we generate revenue. So you might have to do a little more, you know, strategic gymnastics um, to get from point A to point B. But if you can make those steps, you can still tie security into basically any corporate goal or corporate vision or whatever your company is calling it. there's a way security can fit into pretty much all of them. It's just going to take a little more massaging if security isn't one of the actual goals. Well, so is is that where you would then probably focus more on communicating to executives the importance of security? Yeah, absolutely. And, And that's where you kind of tie it into those other goals. Okay, so our goal is focused on, we have goals of revenue generation, Uh, innovation and global development. So find out ways that security can tie into all of those or that bad security threatens one of those and start communicating with executives and hopefully nudge them towards making security a kind of 
prerequisite for the goals. It's like, okay, well, in terms of global expansion, we've got GDPR that we have to be considerate of, or a com- you know, different countries have these regulations in place that we have to be aware of for data protection and security. So as part of global development, we want these security standards. Um, or for revenue generation, like I said, we need to protect our reputation because if we have a breach or some sort of incident that mm-hmm. hurts our reputation, which hurts our ability to do business, which then hurts um, revenue generation. So then you kind of get the executive level to build security into the goals that they're already thinking of. But that's really high level stuff. Right. Because it means you have to have executive attention, which a lot of security professionals do not get. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that I struggle with a lot is, you know, there are all these ideas and, and recommendations for being persuasive, but the first step is getting someone's attention. And that can be really difficult for something like security um, in particular, because it's a complicated issue that doesn't have a simple solution and it can be very scary. And those are all things that, especially in business settings, people want to just ignore. <laughs> it's the reason why people buy blinky boxes. They're like, well, they said if I put this thing that blinked in my server room and kept it blinking, that I would be secure. And that is the sort of solution that I want. So I did it and now I'm secure and I'm done and I'm not thinking about this scary thing anymore. Right. So I guess how would someone get started to kind of improve their communication? So it kind of depends on how you want to improve it, because we can all improve our communication in a variety of ways. And you want to start off with really well-defined goals, because if you don't start off with well-defined goals, you're just kind of, you know, taking a shot in the dark. Um, so typically my approach is saying, all right, well, here's a particular audience that I want to get better at reaching. And then I'll try and understand the audience better. But I think for a lot of folks, especially in technical backgrounds, they were never given kind of the base level training on communication because it was thought that that wasn't a skill that they needed. Mm -hmm. They, they were told your whole job is to sit in a dark, cold room and type on a computer and never speak to humans. <laughs> um, and that may have attracted many people to this field. Yes. Yep. So that can be really difficult. Whereas as a communication major, I took a lot of courses that were focused on delivering presentations down to writing emails and interacting with people in social settings. I had multiple classes that had, you know, small talk drills, basically, where we would mimic a networking situation where we would go and have small talk with our whole classes. It was awful. Um, But that's a skill set that I have now that a lot of people who were in the more engineering and technical backgrounds never got. So if you're kind of just looking for those base level communication skills, there are really interesting groups out there. So there's a group called Toastmasters, which has been around for like forever, I think. <laughs> but it's it's sort of a speech giving group where they'll give you prompts and you'll give a variety of little speeches and you're with a bunch of other people who are also doing the same thing. So they're from a variety of different backgrounds 
and maybe one week you'll come in and it'll be like, okay, give a three minute speech on your favorite movie. Tell us about it, why it's your favorite, et cetera. Um, and it will kind of go more or less um, advanced or specific and you get a lot more experience presenting in a setting where everyone is a little bit uncomfortable. (laughs) And that's, and that's the key is finding the situations where you feel comfortable testing out your communication skills. Um, and so that's, that's kind of difficult as adults because when you're in college, there are a bunch of resources available to you. Uh, when you're in high school, there are other resources, but when you're out in the professional world, it can be harder to find. They definitely exist, but typically they're either inside of an organization or they're with a college or finding professional development groups can be a little daunting. But if you're really motivated, that can be one really good way to kind of get this sort of experience because professional development groups can give you a full spectrum of communication skills. They, they'll have, you know, seminars focused on email writing. Um, and a lot of it will be focused on the job market, but those are still useful skills. So mm-hmm. even just learning how to write a good cover letter is something that you can translate to other places because it's basically just writing a persuasive message. Um, so those are kind of the, the base level ones. And there are a lot of kind of books out there um, with varying degrees of specificity and quality, but pretty much anything high rated on Amazon (laughs) that's focused on communication and professional writing, I think would be pretty good. Um, So I think those are probably the key first ones is, is getting in that foundation. The biggest problem is the best teacher is experience, but it can be very scary to go and get those experiences. So right. the first step is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> you know, find there's a there's a really cool group in my area called um, Unallocated. And then there's, uh, I think it's Nova Hackers. And there are a lot of the smaller like um, DEF CON groups that have the policy where if you're a part of the group, you have to give a presentation. Mm-hmm. And some people don't like that, understandably, but it's a good way to get that experience because you know you're with a sympathetic audience because everyone else has had to do it. And you know they're already interested in what you have to say because they're in that group with you. Um, So finding the areas where it's safe to go out of your comfort zone and potentially mess up a little bit. Um, Even just setting up a group of friends. I've done this a couple of times with people where We've had a handful of us who were preparing for a presentation or, you know, I have a lot of friends who are writing their dissertation. So working on that and we'll just kind of get together and spitball ideas or practice presenting to one another. So maybe it's just your peer group, but you've got to communicate to get better at communicating. Yep. Yeah. I think a lot of local user groups are usually looking for speakers and that's a fairly safe space where you're talking about, um, believe it just said safe space but um (laughs) it's a safe area um where it's like you know it can be anywhere from 10 to to 30 people and that's much less intimidating than something you know than speaking at a conference that's you know got 50 to 200 people in a room to maybe even a thousand depending on where you get accepted exactly um yeah i found and even just being able to interact with people i i i am 
one of the observations I've made going to these conferences is that like security conferences are awesome, mostly because a lot of people end up like you mentioned, just hanging out and talking in the hallway. Hallway con is 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 the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't go to conf- like the the talks. A, l- a lot of people don't go to the talks. I mean, there's still a lot of uh, talk attendance, but like I've been to other tech conferences so like development conferences one i've been to and everyone goes to the talks they don't there's not as much talking in the hallway it's either they're interacting with the vendors or they're going to talks but the security community is like really good at interacting with each other and you Mm -hmm. know having a good time and sharing information and just in general communicating but then for whatever reason um they go back to work and maybe it's because they don't identify with them or what, but they go back to work and they just they kind of like start clamming up again. Whereas if it's like if you use some of your interaction at the conferences the same way you interact with people at work, I think that would help with, um, you know, improving your communication, but also get security across to people a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You you can do a lot in advancing security just by making friends with your coworkers. Right. Because they're going to ask you what you do and what you work on, and then when they find out what you work on, they're going to ask you, "Okay, well, what do I do?" I get asked that constantly, and mm-hmm. I don't technically like I work in security, but I don't do security. Right. <laughs> and I get asked constantly, "How do I be more secure?" Because right. I am approachable. And so if you can if you do have that kind of social inkling, make friends with your coworkers, and that's the perfect first step to starting to kind of seed security into the organization. But not everybody wants to make friends at work, and that's totally fine. Right. Well, it, <laughs> it's, and it's just going to make it harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not even it's not even making a friends, but I mean, it's it's you know just interacting with people. And there, you can find like so many people in different departments that have a lot of the same like interests that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, developers, uh, you know, a lot of them are big nerds like us and also, you know, surprise, surprise, they're introverted just as much as we are. Yeah. <laughs> so it's there like, are introverts everywhere. I think right. that's what people, I think part of it is we perceive extroversion because of otherness. Like we perceive, we think that we ascribe, you know, these qualities that we don't have to other groups. Mm-hmm. You know, we think because we're introverted, other people are extroverted. That's not necessarily true. Like there are going to be people in every department that are just as introverted as you are, um, or who have the same interests or who are just as nerdy about that one specific thing that you really like. You'll find someone like that in your organization. Um, and so the more you interact with people that you're comfortable with, you, you kind of expand your zone of comfort. You know, I, I am an introvert a lot of the time and I don't feel comfortable in a lot of social settings. And I say that to people and they're like, but you've, you've keynoted a conference and you've, you go to these conferences and you just kind of stand around and talk to people. It's like, yeah, but I, that was literally my job for a few years right. was talking to people. <laughs> like I've had so much exposure therapy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's kind of how you have to approach it um, is, is immersion therapy is just jump in, get used to feeling a little uncomfortable and then have people you can talk to about how uncomfortable it was. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, t- tweet about it or talk to your friends, tell them I felt really uncomfortable and weird 
because if you can't talk about how weird it felt, you're just going to kind of stew in that feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the one misconception I think a lot of people have is that introversion and extroversion, it's not, you know, being extroversion is not being out there and, and, you know, like you said, public speaking or doing other things. I've, I've probably get called an extrovert a lot, but I consider myself an introvert because from time to time, it's just like, I need to be by myself. And that's, yeah. that's how, that's the difference between introversion and extroversion. Ex extroverts get their energy from being around other people. Um, introversion is more about uh, being by yourself and that's, that's how you get your energy and that's how you recharge. And so, you know, I get, I get tired of being around people all the time um, and, and, you know, sit with developers. I have to, you know, interact with them on a daily basis. And, you know, so sometimes I just want to come home and I just, I don't want to, you know, talk to anybody. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like, I am extremely shy and, you know, when people start paying attention to me, I want to like collapse in on myself like a dying star, but it's finding the situations where you can overcome that. Like the main reason I started giving conference presentations was because I felt the need to do it. You know, I felt like I had information that people needed to know. Um, so I got over that shyness and right. I, I was almost like physically ill before my first conference presentation, but I got through it. Right. What, uh, what, what do you consider more important, writing or public speaking or just like interacting with people? Like if someone, what, what would you recommend like people start on? Or I guess it could just be based on their personality. Yeah, it, it is based on your personality, but I think actually the preparation steps are way more important. Being able to articulate your own ideas is the most important step. So I, I guess that kind of goes along with writing. Um, but that might just be the way I approach it. But if you can't really articulate your goals in a cohesive way, you're going to struggle with any avenue of communication. Right. So I had a friend once ask, you know, okay, so I'm about to give a talk in, in 60 seconds. What do you tell me to do? And so my recommendation is always have a thesis statement for your presentation. And anytime you feel a little bit lost, repeat that thesis statement to yourself and say something associated with it. You know, you need to have a singular goal that you can articulate in a sentence. Um, whether you are communicating face-to-face -face or via email or giving a presentation, you need to have some goal. And usually with a presentation, it's the audience will learn something. Um, and for an interpersonal conversation, it could be at the end of this, I will give them my business card or we will set a meeting to talk about this problem. Um, whatever that goal is, you need to be able to clearly articulate it so then you can plan on how to get there. Mm -hmm. um, so figuring out what you want is a step that people take for granted a lot. Um, so making sure you're articulating what you want and then why. Is, is always good <laughs> knowing right. why you want something right. um, is also a step that people skip. And, and so that I think comes along with writing or speaking is just figuring out how to describe the situation. Um, and from there, it's really about finding what you're most comfortable with. I don't love sending emails because it gives me a lot of opportunity to overthink. You know, right. if I'm writing an important email, I will write and rewrite and just stare at the words looking for misconstrued meaning potential. Oh, yeah. 
Whereas if I'm in a social interaction, you're, you're kind of forced to just go with it. Um, but other people like the idea of an email because you can write it and draft it and save it and come back to it later and make sure it's polished and it's clean and it's what you want and then send it off. Um, so it really comes down to your personal preference. And so the biggest advice for that is you have to test a couple of methods to find the one that works best for you. So if you're solving a problem at work, take a couple of approaches, send an email and maybe next time go and talk to the person face to face. The time after that, just do it via Slack or whatever instant messenger you use. Um, the last one set it up as a video conference and figure out which way works best for you. And then, dive into that as much as you can, you know, really polish what you're good at first. All right. Uh, so what resources are available for learning more about like InfoSec communication? Mostly it's conference presentations at this point, if I'm honest, um, because it's a pretty new realm. So there are a lot of, of conference presentations. Um, I've, I've sent some along to you in the in the Google document. Yep, we'll, we'll put those in the show notes too, so yes. you don't have to like list them all. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, so one of the books that I actually really love that is sort of tangentially related to this is called The Thing Explainer. Mm-hmm. It's this great book um, by the guy who does, or one of the people who does XKCD comics. And it's a book of really complicated things described only using the 1000 most common words in the English language. So the author is trying to explain the solar system, the Saturn V rocket with the simplest possible words. And I actually have a co- I have two copies. I have my personal copy and I have one that I keep at work because I'll kind of loan it out to people and say, hey, if you're having trouble explaining things, take a look at this book. It's really funny and you might not ever use it, but the idea of finding the simplest way to put things is a really good Taking a, a complex scientific or technical topic and writing about it at a fifth grade learning level or a, you know, five, uh, an eighth grade learning level. And I think that's an exercise that a lot of people in technical backgrounds can benefit from because we spend so much time in our own areas of expertise that then when we're asked to speak to someone outside of it, we're still speaking our own language and we don't realize that they're not understanding. I do it all the time with communication stuff too. Um, everyone does. So having a resource where you can kind of look at and see, okay, well, these are the 1000 most common words. So I should just try and stay around here, um, to make sure I'm being understood by everyone. So that's, that's the more fun one. (laughs) Okay, cool. Uh, anything else you'd like to mention that we haven't already discussed? I don't think so. This was a pretty long one. <laughs> no. I, feel like a... I am a communicator. I tend to go on for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I think there's just a lot of, there, there's just so many different ways to, one, start doing it, and two, there's just, I think there's just a lot to it, not to make it sound like intimidating or un, un, unreachable, but it's, I think it's very important, um, especially as the field matures. Yeah, and it kind of, 
you know, at the base level, what most people need to do is just kind of think about communication more than they usually do, because it really is just taken for granted. It's something that we do so much. It's like breathing. Mm-hmm. We're talking, te- we're writing emails, we're tweeting, we're we're using communication so constantly that we're not thinking about how we're using it. And so if you want to be more effective, and not everyone does, and that's totally fine, if you want to be more effective communicating, just kind of take a beat and think about the communication you're using. And that can be a huge help just to start off is, is kind of sitting back and analyzing your communication can teach you a lot about it and help you improve. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you want to, like, especially if you want to climb the ladder and get into management and, you know, director roles and executives, um, that is going to be a much bigger piece to to advancing your career into those areas if you want to go there. Some people are fine with just being, being seniors. But even I'd even argue that, like, a senior level, you're going to be called upon to write that email ex- and explain something from a technical standpoint. And I, I have seen so many emails <laughs> where... It's just, it's like, this could have been said better in, in less yeah. words or, you know, there's, you know, it, it's, it, it's like, it's just harder to, for people to grasp the idea. And, and if you can work on your communication and improve that, then it makes people able to pick up things a lot easier and go, oh, yeah. okay, that's what that is. Yeah, there's like, a reason it is a general education requirement. Everyone at my school had to take it when I was teaching it as a grad student because everyone needs to communicate. Right, right. So. And, you know, I always do say that you're fine. Most people are doing just fine at the base level. You know, you don't have to be the best communicator to get through in your jobs, just like you were saying. But if you do want to elevate your role or if you have a very specific goal that you want to achieve, communication is one of the ways that you can do that um, for a variety of different goals. For pretty much anything, you can use communication to kind of up-level whatever you're doing. Yep. All right, cool. Well, Claire, thanks for uh, this wonderful conversation on InfoSec Communication. Yeah, thanks for having me.